The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. 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 This is uh, Chris Breton here, writer, director, etc. of the line. And next to me, physically, is... M. Cyril Garcia, editor and all-around um, poker of Steve... Of, of of Chris to get him to get his shit done. I just got called Steve. I know. Well, I'm not, I'm not Steve sure. I'm annoyed with, and I'm annoyed that you have to get I'm your shit sure done. I'm not sure how fucking impressed I am with that. <laughs> Fuck me. Right. Anyway. God. <laughs> Should we start over? No. No, 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 no. They can enjoy that. <laughs> this is pretty much how we work. Yes, indeed. Um, what was that? Non-linearly. That was the uh, that was the that was the that was the uh, the promo. The the last time on the line, or last time across the line. When you killed the protagonist. When I when I killed the protagonist. I love this piece of music. It's really cheesy. I actually wrote down that the opening credit music is really kind of fun. Yeah, because with the massive wing flap, and and uh, yes, wing flaps because. Steph's not dead. Is she? Well, I don't know. She's speaking. You bet you can be dead in speaking. They have shows about that kind of thing. <laughs> like this one. Hey. So excellent. it's the line episode two. It is the line episode two. Fides. Fides. Part two. You and your Latin words. I know. You British. They won't last. I'll get bored of them eventually. You're so smart. Yeah, I know. It's the spare education. Um, but yes, we open with a scene in, uh, as as Gabriel explains, mm-hmm. um, the Netherworld, <clears throat> which is a place of my own creation. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yes, so whatever has happened to Steph has put her slightly out of sync with the rest of humanity, mm-hmm. and has she's not quite dead. She's not 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 quite dead. I'm not quite dead. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling better. Um, perhaps not quite dead. Um, G- Gabriel gives a certain intimation to uh, to whether she is or not. Um, and here Steph tries to be a know-it-all and, and tell her all about uh, Christian dogma. Um, she's, she's, uh, she's preaching to the choir. <laughs> quite literally. That's really good. Why did I put that fucking line in there? I'm just preaching to the choir. Because, oh, uh, I don't know. That we weren't been, thinking of it back then. That would have been really funny. It would have been pretty funny. Oh, but it's really funny now. Cause... It's really funny now, yes. Hooray. <laughs> um, here, of course, we have the wonderful Tanya playing um, Steph, continuing oh. her awesomeness from episode one. And we also have Catherine Britton playing um, playing the angel Gabriel. That name sounds oddly familiar. It does. It is my wonderful, lovely, talented actress of our little sister. Um, who agreed to come on board and do this? It's her first her first stab at audio drama, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Like um, Colin Kelly for the Demon, I modded her voice. She does not actually sound like this. <laughs> but I thought she was eight feet tall. Yeah, you do get to hear her actual voice a little later on uh, in this episode. Um, but yeah, I, I've modded. I, I went by the theory that I took Colin's voice up several semitones and I took her voice down several semitones to try and um, to try and give the same impression to both of them so she ends up a little deeper and he ends up a little higher from than each other um, I do like my celestial organizer gag 
Yeah. Still. Did we miss it? We did, we missed it. Originally it was a white berry. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was possibly ta- that was possibly tantamount to uh, some sort of product placement, and I want to make it clear that no no organisations have sponsored us in any way, shape, or form to write this. No organisation would sponsor you in shape or form to write this. Believe me. Correct. Um, Absolutely correct. Uh, maybe we we'll get the Catholic Church to sponsor us. I don't know. <laughs> The, the Pope, he's friendly, isn't he? He's friendly, laid back, and liberal. Oh, yeah, he's open. Yeah. He's very open to all sorts of ideas. Like gay sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll leave that there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, again, these opening credit music, just is, just because I've read, and I know what's going to happen, it's just, just, just enjoy the music, because it will carry you to a very different place. But this scene with... with um, Steph and with uh, with Gabriel, I just really liked it because it it's not your typical like oh holiness and God is coming to take you and it's just uh, the fact that Gabriel curses and she's like ah oh, fuck. I I very much wanted Gabriel and and without spoiling too much other otherworldly beings that may or may not be in the show in the future. Mm. I wanted to relate them to humanity very clearly and make it and not make them too otherworldly and too uh, detached because then you can't then I feel that you kind of you kind of lose you've got to humanize mm. um you've got to humanize these beings um I think the one being that we meet at the beginning who is possibly very different is demon but there are reasons for that mm-hmm. which we'll come to but not today not today not today we come on now to a couple of things to introduce a few new characters. Oh, I love these two guys. This is Joe and Lance, Joe played Lance. by uh, Xanamobus and Chris Hackney. Chris Hackney, you remember, is the DJ last week playing a very different role here. Yes. Um, He's not announcing that today it's fish and chips for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but here we have them. Be they are they are two school nerds um, who uh, also attend the same school as Steph, flying high in Angel Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Lance because Lance Lance is kind of a dork, but he has such high hopes because he's you know right there you know hot chicks. He's he's got a plan. He knows that it's probably not going to work. But it hasn't plan. worked so far. It hasn't worked so far. And Joe, I really appreciate that at such a young age he's got such serious convictions. But that comes a lot from his parents. It does. Well, um, you find out more about Joe's parents as the series goes along. Um, but I will say at this point at least that they are both uh, hardcore professional scientists and have very strict opinions about certain things. Ooh, what? What's this that's going on there, Chris? Well, um, here we, we just heard Gabriel uh, uh, detach the ethereal voice saying C to Joe, and Joe has all of a sudden gone into some sort of trance. And um, little electrons firing there in his brain. Um, obviously we're seeing this from his perspective, so you can hear the electrons. Not sure there's actually any science in that, so I do apologise to uh, people out there who know about such things. But I think it's neurons. Is it neurons? Neurons. It electrons is, are the little things. You're right. See, oh, God. spin around the oh nuclei of, of an atom. You're right. Electrons are the little things that spin around, although they don't spin around. And according to Heisenberg's uncertain principle, you can either know how fast they're going or where they are, but you can't know both at the same time. Is it Heisenberg's? Someone will correct me if it's not, but it's certainly somebody's uncertainty principle that I says that. One word for you. Yeah? Dork! I know. But I called them electrons instead <laughs> of neurons, so I'm not that much of a dork, it would seem. Ugh, but... So, with the neurons firing, everything going on, 
our little friend Joe isn't just our little friend Joe. He isn't, and he's he's relayed some information there that may or may not be pertinent to the rest of the season. Yes. Unfortunately, he's relayed it in very confusing um, dream prophecy type language, so uh, yeah. really can't help you out much there. I don't know what it means either. You know when we'll find out what it means? Uh, in the future? Yeah. Yes. I like the future. And our next character introduced... Well, she doesn't really give her name here, but we assume yeah. you've listened to the episode, so you know who she is. This is Kitty Shadow, played by the inestimable Catherine Pride. Catherine Pride. Lovely, lovely cat. Love me some cat. Um, and uh, uh, she, she has become definitely one of the easiest characters to write, because I just, I know exactly what's going on in her head most of the time. Very cool, very telling. I don't know what's going on in the others so much, and that's not a bad thing. That's just, just the way it plays out. But Cat, uh, Kitty, um, I know what's going down. And so what's going on here? Something strange. Well, well here we, we've heard her walking around something metal talking about being up high, and then she seems to fly through the air and hit something very fucking hard. So yet again, you've killed another character. That's only two. That's only two characters. I know, but every show someone's going to die. Maybe, maybe. Oh, You're going to try and desperately talk across this We're whole, totally going to talk across this entire section, because um, I'm, I'm probably blushing as we speak right now. <laughs> I can't really look at you. We introduce uh, another character oh, here, uh, Sahi. Sahi, Sahi. Sahi. Uh, Sahi, played by <laughs> M. Sierra Garcia. Can we just get it over with? Wonderfully played by. <laughs> Of course. This um, is a great introductory to yeah. a character where she's shagging the hell out of some guy. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's good, it's hot. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's something a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I still secretly accuse you of, like, collecting all the voices of the ladies of Pendant. You, you can accuse me of this, but as you know, as we know, <laughs> that is not quite true. I know, but there's that little subconscious thing. So Sahi... Yeah. What makes her so special? Oh. Can't answer that. Mm. No, can't tell you. Uh, I can tell you that she was having a good old time there with uh, the sexy man. I didn't give him a name. I, as I said before, I'll I call do. Call him Dirk. I do feel bad when I don't name characters. I'll call him Dirk. Dirk. Okay. <laughs> she was fucking Dirk. Um, played by Ashworth Ganation. Ashworth. Mm. I yes. can never look you in the eye either now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't do it at the same time. I know, but still. I've merged you together. This is really a show I can't let my parents listen to. <laughs> yeah, me too. <coughs> um, so she gets a little message as well. Well, she does, she does. She has Gabriel visit her, and she she says no. And she seems to have... Uh, well, she goes from the height of uh, orgasmic pleasure to um, <laughs> devastation. <laughs> Tears and agony, and she's clearly found out something horrific. Mm. Um, of course, she doesn't tell you what that is because it'd be boring if you found out everything right now. And I really do like the two, the two of you here. Um, as I said several times, um, that the that little squeak and tears to the voice on every line—it's it's very, it's sad. It's sad. It is because it's you know I I can imagine. And I put some porny sax music behind it yes. to try and throw off the scene a little bit at the beginning. Because <laughs> at the beginning, it just sounds like it's going into the Red Shoes Diaries or something like that. And then, oh. I know. And then it's all a bit of a down ending, really. Uh, it's uh, sax music, Kevin MacLeod. Um, 
uh, he has beautiful, beautiful music um, there. I don't know him, Can but it is beautiful music. Well, no, I, don't, I mean, I don't know him personally. He does a lot of shows. He does do a lot of shows. And we're back to the netherworld. We are back to the netherworld. Or the hinterworld, or the whatever world. And uh, you'll hear as Gabriel <coughs> appears and disappears, there's often a crack of thunder. Um, His wing sounds really creep me out. <laughs> I think it's I think beastly huge. Well, the effect is count. It's it's like large beastly leathery wings or something. It's called. But I wanted something that sounded really powerful because Gabriel is obviously an archangel. Mm. Uh, is that right, an archangel? I think so. Oh dear. She, See, this this the problem. My star goes spouting bullshits off. No, I don't have my iPad to look it up online, so we'll okay. just go with is. Well, and then definitely an angel, so I wanted some really big, powerful wings. Wings that sounded like, you know, they could break your skull open with one flap, kind of, you know, swan yeah. kind of wings. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> this, was your, this is your idea, this little bit here. You were like, it's all too serious, Chris. We need, we need some light entertainment. Well, you're there. at work, you're at work, you're at work, and then some, somebody sends you something from LOL Cats, and you're like, what? Oh, okay, days better. Did you call them LOL Cats? And here we call them LOL Cats. Well, I'm sure some people call them LOL Cats, too, in the U.S., but yeah. I call them LOL Cats. Um, oh, well, it's, it, 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 it's going to stay with LOL Cats. It's just some funny little cat doing some funny little thing about having a cheeseburger. Yeah, if you don't know what LOL Cats are, then seriously, pause this, okay, and go and Google ICanHasCheeseburger.com, or just go to ICanHasCheeseburger.com, laugh for about a day, mm-hmm. and then come back and listen to the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good use of your time, especially if you're at work, because yes. uh, it's clearly not as important as I'll seeing cats certainly do with it burgers on myself. their head. Thank you very much. And when you find the cat which says, uh, what do you mean you forgot the chicken nuggets, that is that is just fucking genius. Mm. Uh, I'll give you that one. Anyway, so we're missing some important information. Oh, the show, yes. The show. <laughs> What's going on? It's just casual chat with Chris and Emma. Well, Gabriel has just revealed to Steph that she has been picked as God's warrior on Earth. The war between heaven and hell, uh, apparently, is uh, back on after millennia, eons. What's the, what's the length of an eon? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just like loads. Yeah, you know, eons and eons and eons. Yeah, just l- lots of fucking time. Millions anyway, of lots of fucking time. The war's back on, and <clears> it's coming to Earth. And uh, well, How you explained it to me, which was nice and simple and clean, was that... God had one view, Satan had another. They've obviously had a scuffle before. Mm. Oh, yeah. And what they kind of did was Earth and that particular plane was kind of like the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. And now they're not happy about that. No. And one wants one. They've just well, someone's broken the rules. Something, an angel or a demon, which are not supposed to go to Earth in their corporeal form, has gone to Earth. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe this is the demon we heard at the beginning of episode one. Mm. Maybe it's another being. Could be. Um, maybe it's something totally different from that. Not sure, but something. Is it two little white mice? It could be two little white mice. Okay. Um, something's broken the rules. Golden Satan are fucking pissed off. And uh, they're, they're marshalling for war, and so they want Earth. Their God is clearly trying to get humanity across to its side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Steph has been picked as the leader, and she is a little bit confused about this, being an atheist and being a 17-year-old and, you know... I think her exact words are, you fucking crazy? Yeah. Yes. No, we're not. We know everything. We are infinitely knowable. I think Gabriel just explained everything we just explained there, really, didn't Yep, but yeah, in yeah. kind of a Gabriel, like, 
ethereal kind of way, and we just did it because we're really tired. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But but no but I mean that that was the general just behind the line hence mm-hmm. the title the line. Mm-hmm. Um, someone has crossed it. Someone has crossed it. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and uh, I, most of the series, at least especially the first arc, is exploring like what exactly that line is and what it means to the various characters mm-hmm. in the show. But this is where we really we now we've really have met all the major players mm-hmm. um, at least for the time being mm-hmm. and um, so now you really begin to see each of their individual stories unfold and how they all come together awesome. there's quite a lot of coming together and there's like you know some series start very much in the action and everyone who's friends is already friends mm-hmm. but um, I really wanted to take some time to introduce everyone separately and give their own them each their own time to shine mm-hmm. and um, really explain who they are so uh, this episode is very much a Steph episode it is Steph. Um, and then next week, it's another character. Yes. Um, well, not next week, next month. Next month. Next month, it's another character, you're right. We'll just say it then. Yeah. I mean, we won't now. Because, <laughs> no, no. We, I meant month. Uh, yes, next month. Apparently in England, yeah. week means month. Yes. That's one of our... Because this is where the time is That's one of our weird Britishisms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mainly because you're not dead. But also because he has I think that's, I, I love that. Mainly because he has no interest in seeing <laughs> That and the other one, like, when she's like, oh, my God, you curse? Oh, you should hear God. It's like, when he's pissed, it's like a whorehouse. <laughs> Is that the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's God. God has a mouth like a motherfucking whorehouse. <laughs> I can imagine that. I'm sure that statement alone will, will, will bring us many, many, many an email. Well, yeah, at least one or two. Yeah. Going, yeah, he does. I was chatting to him last week in church. My God, the shit he said. Literally, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we were all made in his or her image, so. Absolutely. Pretty sure he's dropped something on his toe. Going, Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Sharon! Why is there a pen cap in this drawer? No pen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm nicking jokes from Family Guy. I do apologise to Seth MacFarlane. Uh, that was not my gag. I wish it was. That is a funny, funny episode. Anyway, the line. The line. <laughs> not Family Guy. Well, we digressed in the last one, so it's okay. Yeah. That's part of the charm. We'll digress. This is <laughs> it's the Spanish casual chat. Yes. It's the British casual chat. There's something that's interesting that comes out in this conversation, though. Mm. They start talking about future history and time possibly being changed because now has time been changed because Steph took speed? Has time been changed because she got hit by the bus? Is somebody else playing with her? There's a, there's a few questions. And then the glamour. There's just a few little interesting things raised here. I like that word for this. Glamour. Yeah, because it really is this... Because you're going to learn exactly what's, you know... That there's some time has passed here. Yeah. But for her, it seems like, you know, she hasn't been sitting there at all. Well, yeah, yeah, she'd just been chatting, and Gabriel buggered off for a bit, and then came back. And, right. Uh, and then, I mean, who's to say a lot of people consider religion a type of glamour? Well, indeed. That's very, very, very good point. Yeah. Waking up in the hospital, and all her family are there. Everyone's there. Um, oh, so we have, we have Tom, uh, played by Chris Starter. Tom. And uh, Marley. Uh, playing Cecile, and introducing this episode, Pete Mylan, playing Paul Davies. Yay! Um, Yay, Pete! And now this scene, this is actually my favourite scene in this episode, and it is my favourite scene for one 
sole reason, and that is what Marley and Pete brought to it. Because oh, they brought delicious. a total subtext, which I, for my complete stupidity, had not thought of. <laughs> and, and I've been kicking myself. I'm not kicking myself too much, because it's come out and it works. But I've been kicking myself. I said, why didn't I even consider that? Um, and what you hear within the uh, within the lines, I think Paul brings it out first. Paul talks about the fact that um, the doctors were well. He kind of tails off. But he says the doctors were talking about you know we didn't think you'd ever wake up, and they were considering etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And he doesn't really say it, but he gives it the full impression that the doctors were talking about pulling the plug on her. You know, they were sceptical. Yeah, she had no brain activity, nothing whatsoever, nothing had happened. Uh, she'd been here under for over a month, and they didn't think she was ever coming back. And when Marley comes back, uh, Marley comes back to the doctor in a bit, and she likes, she's all snarking. She's like, see, she's a live doctor and stuff. Um, and, and I genuinely, when I wrote it, I was not, that was not my intention. I think it was a bit of ad-libbing both of them did in there, which kind of bring the, brought that out. And like, I am in the eternal gratitude for them because it is such a much better idea than, um, than they've just been chilling out. Um, we also discover right now that Tom has started going back to church. Um, now... You get a taste of just, of just how deep into the faith that her parents are and then you know something traumatic happens in the family and you tend to gather and go somewhere and Tom you know is your average teenage kid who's going to be skeptical of a bunch of things but it's obvious that something has brought Tom back into the faith in a very strong and powerful way. I mean, because we we got the we got the conversation in at the end of episode one where Tom and Steph are saying that uh, why their parents, you know, just suddenly so heavily into religion. So there's definitely the impression there that they haven't been so like heavily of late. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, but it's weird. See, I I, I, I how religion pervades society. In fact, that, that's a perfect example. I, I'm, I don't consider myself that religious anymore because I'm sceptical. Um, I don't fucking know what's going on. Um, but M sneezes and I say, bless you. Now, of course, that dates back to the plague and, and various other contexts there. But it is interesting that, like, uh, that, uh, and I say, oh, fucking God all the time, you know, like God, Jesus Christ, you know, whatever. And, and non-aligned deity I don't really believe in but I'm really not sure if you're there you might be and you could be lots of people it just takes too long so it's I've sidetracked a little from my original point I know Um, but nonetheless I think it made some kind of sense whatever it was I was trying to say (laughs) fuck you fuck you (laughs) but thanks for blessing me I appreciate it no that's okay bless you then fuck you Um, what's going on the doctor's in, and you, we get we miss that little t- that little note where the doctor's like, "Oh, you're awake." Yeah, doctor, doctor's really surprised. Uh, Doctor Amy Jones, played by the lovely Kim Jinopoulos, um, who was ninja cast into that role. Ninja cast. Um, and uh, gives a very nice, very nice text to it. And uh, <laughs> Amy may well be turning up in the future. And she she also kind of got that vibe of, oh, yeah. so you're alive. The okay. No, again, yes. In fact, you know what? I gave Pete and Marley credit. Kim, absolutely. You two, all three of you, um, absolutely spot on. Something I wasn't thinking of at all. Right. Um, and it is kind of funny. You know, someone up there clearly likes her to get hit by a bus and not have that many internal injuries. And in less than six weeks to come out of it. 
you know, it's it's a little weird. So I'm the doctor takes a little interest in that. Absolutely. I like the way we talk like we don't have a fucking clue what's going to happen next. We don't really. <laughs> we do. We I don't, don't. I don't, is that perturbing to the audience? Do you think? Do you think they're going to go, oh my god, are they well, literally just writing this month by month? You know, like, <laughs> next, next no. week it's going to turn into some kind of like sci-fi shit because I get bored. And then, then Well, uh, next and month then is when all the vampires show up and they're all shiny and glittery. Please, if there's any glittery vampires, I will actually put my head through some sort of glass pane. In this scene, <laughs> I don't want you to put your head through a clip. Oh, okay. Because we we then who's going to write the rest of this We won't slag you, Stephanie Mayer. We promise. <laughs> we love... No, we don't. We hate you. Now, this scene, I am so pissed off that it did not dawn on me at all. And we talked about this earlier. That when you're released from the hospital, at least in the U.S., they roll you out in a wheelchair. And they don't let you just walk out. And, like, every time I've heard this, I just, like, in the last two weeks when it dawned on me, I'm so mad Because we had a long chat about it originally, because I wanted very much Dee to be the one to meet her, because obviously right. I had to see my parents, and then I wanted to see but Dee. But you have to have an adult but sign you. But you have to have an adult. So then we said, well, okay, well, Steph's still 17, and we made that very clear that Steph was still 17, because <clears throat> Steph and Tom are twins, they were both 17, but Dee is already 18. You and we the twin thing, they don't know about the twin thing. Don't they? Have we not been through that? No. Okay, Steph and Tom are twins. Yahoo! <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. They say, they say, I can't believe I shared a womb with you. Oh, did they? Yeah, episode uh, one. Steph says, I can't believe we shared a womb. Okay, she never does. mind. We'll edit that out. So, so, yeah. So, it did drive me a little nuts. Because we had to figure that out. Because you can't just willy-nilly sign a, a minor out of a hospital. No. No, but anyway, but these these are a major, not a minor. She's an adult. <laughs> I prefer major. Um, and um, so she's come to check Steph out. So we're just they're teenagers, so they've just like said, "Fuck it, we're going." You know, Steph was ready. She was desperate to get out of there. The horrible food and whatever. So they've just gone. So it's a bit of a hand wave, um, fan, well, or fan wank, whatever you call it, right away. We did write in that <laughs> um, that uh, her parents gave permission. For Dee to go and get yes, her, because yes, that yeah. is something that you can, as long as is as long as it's an adult, yes. over, you can do. But I'm pretty sure someone's going to email. And in most states, you're adults at 18, aren't you? It's yeah. just booze. It's 21. Yeah. So, you can yeah. vote at 18. Too. You can vote at 18. Yeah. Control um, the country, but you can't fucking drink. That's civilization for you. That's a podcast for another time. <laughs> oh yes, it is. So Dee, uh, Dee, Steph has just told Dee all about her dream, and Dee is. Highly fucking sceptical, which, to be fair, most people would. I mean, there is a lot of evidence, people in comas, a lot of stories having all weird fucking visions, shit going on, near-death experience, and none of it has come to any real uh, conclusion, conclusive evidence. So, you know, Dee's sceptical. And also, she's just glad to have a friend back, and she really wants her to be chilled out and relaxed and not stress herself out. And she kind of convinces Steph of that. Um, and um, so, yeah, so both of them are... You know, they're, they're just happy to be back together again. They are, because, I mean, it's, they've been best friends forever. They have. I just changed Dee's chasing, t- taste in music in the scene, because obviously we start with some proper German heavy metal, and then it's mixed into this sort of uh, techno-trance stuff <laughs> a bit later on. She's clearly got her iPod on shuffle. Um, yes. in the car um, <laughs> other mp3 devices are available I'm going to have to say that every fucking podcast aren't I <laughs> could you not say while I'm trying to drink something because <laughs> no? that's just not I don't need to be all good spit taking all, all good electronic stockists um, obviously soon 
But everyone's got a fucking iPod, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they call it a podcast. Yes. Yes. So we're getting a little bit more information here, a little bit more, you know, do you get a little bit more background behind how Stephanie feels about this whole faith thing and about her family? Absolutely. I just name-checked the line. I'm sorry. There's a, there's a group of people in the UK, I don't know if they're still together, but they go to cinemas, they go and see a film, and when someone in the film says the title of the film, mm-hmm. everyone, they applaud and leave. And society. So if they'd been listening to this, they would have just applauded and left, because I think she said cross the line or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was really hard to say about that. I kind of tailed off a bit there. <laughs> uh, there was a whole conversation there about um, Steph's parents have been sneaking through her room and shit um, when she was gone, trying to find out there was obviously found, found some her pills and found, found a vibrator and um, and uh, confiscated and, and binned it all. So Steph's pretty pissed <clears> off about that, and obviously now she she's had to face a very very awkward conversation, which I almost wrote. I almost wrote the conversation. We In fact, don't. I think I've got notes of a conversation between her dad and her about finding her vibrator and stuff. I don't think that's But necessary. it was just too fucking awkward, and I couldn't write it without anything. I don't think it's just too fucking awkward. Yeah, it's just fucking cringy, isn't it? So uh, Nobody wants their parents to find their sex toys. Um, you know, I'm not even going to I'd rather they find the drugs than the sex toys. So anyway, oh, what is this? Oh. Stephanie comes home to find out her house has been broken into? Yeah, that's about it actually, and of course we have the we have the character from before that we clearly heard take a leap off off something. But she died. Well, we don't know. Was that in the future? Was that in the past? That could have been something else she's gonna do. Um, I could be fucking with your heads in terms of timing. Uh, this piece of music, interestingly, was the theme tune. This was the opening credit music. This is by Kevin McLeod. I think it's called uh, an, an epic unease. Or something like that, and dawning unease. I, I apologise, Kevin. I can't remember, but um, but it was the opening music for a long time, and so I thought it would be the, the opening music to Kitty's introduction instead. This is good Kitty music, um, just hardcore. She's hardcore. She is hardcore. She threw herself off a bridge. Possibly. She's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> she threw herself off a building. She it threw could. herself off a boat. Yeah. She it, did, threw it, herself off of some sort of national monument. Perhaps, maybe. Who knows? You'll find Who out knows? next week. Amazingly, next, past, next month, next month. Oi. It's, you know, anyway, Listening it's, audience, please replace week with month. <laughs> you know what it is? I listen to a lot of commentary podcasts for TV shows. Right. So they often end like, you know, we'll see you next week. Bye. Not that camp. Um, <laughs> some of them that camp, maybe. I don't know. Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> We're going to see them next month. Okay, yes, bye. Um, no, next month. So, uh, obviously. And we're into the trailer. Um, we're into where the little snippy snips. Again, I think it's a trailer that really doesn't tell you anything about the next episode whatsoever. Well, I kind of like that. It's just little, little tip. It's just, it's like an amuse-bouche. It's just something to get you started. Amuse-bouche. Mm, it's a amuse-bouche. French word. Oh, I love the phrase. I love amusing my bouche. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Um. Awkward pause. Awkward pause. <laughs> And now the credits. We didn't have a cheerful song to put over this week's credits because uh, if there's going to be a happy chirpy song in the show, then I'm probably going to use it for the credits because that annoys them. Um, oh, that chick! But I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but so we've got to got this music, which I think might be kind of like driving heavy, you know, orchestral music. So I think this might become our uh, 
general uh, our general piece. Sahih. Now you see, Bruce has given us the idea that this character um, has been in existence for like a year. Sahih. Um, actually, say her name Sahih, which I really like. That's how I'm gonna. That's yeah. how I'm gonna do it. Because um, I haven't done my life. Because Ar- Ashworth calls her Sahih as well. So in that scene, so Sahih. Ar- Ashworth and Bruce rock on. Um, that's a good idea. I like it. Gold star, both of you. Thank you. There was loads of music in this. Uh, there was volumes that I, I mean, the list is going to be endless, and we're going to have to build like a subsite for all the music. Because you found all this great stuff. Where'd you find all that great music, Chris? On the internet. Hey. It's this wonderful invention that allows you to pretty much download anything ever. And lots of people, lots of lovely composers, decide to upload their music for free under Creative Commons, which means providing that you credit them correctly, as we do, um, you can use their music for work such as this. Uh, is there some place in particular that you talked about last time a lot? There probably is. I wonder if I can remember it. So there's several other websites. Um, we <laughs> we have there's gemendo.com which is my which pri- I heard about endlessly my primary source because that allows loads of different artists <laughs> to upload their albums and then you can download and listen pick different tracks on their albums so gemendo is excellent but then I've used a lot of music from Kai Hartwig of Hartwig Media excellent uh, Jimmy G of uh, Jimmy G dot US yep. and of course Kevin McLeod from Incompetech dot com um, who is a, a pendant favourite um, across oh, the yes. board. Um, okay. So any more music I discover, I will let you know about, and you'll definitely be hearing it in the show, because I want this to be a very eclectic uh, music experience. Or if you have any music suggestions. If you are a composer listening, oh. and you think, oh, I've been written this piece of music, and you don't mind it being used under Creative Commons, uh, Commons title, uh, then please do get in touch. And you can get in touch with us at... <laughs> we need a jingle. I think I'm I'm going to design a jingle. Okay, from from next I'm going to design it from next month commentary on. There's going to be a jingle. No for jingle, this. folks. Uh, Seriously, it's going to be faithful listeners. It's going to be fucking there awesome. There will not be. It will. A jingle. We're going to become the jingle commentary. No. It's time for a commentary. Like we've got over. You should really tell them if they're, <laughs> if they're a composer, if they know of music. Oh, ah, faithful awesome. viewers or faithful listeners. Yeah, if you guys write to us, please at the line HQ. Uh, at gmail.com it's that simple thelinehq at gmail.com and we will respond and converse and it will be lovely it will Um, we will converse next month next month yes next week I shall be eating some food (laughs) and on that note it's been lovely it has been lovely it has been lovely it's been lovely to have these lives next month's commentary will come once again from myself and the inestimable Inestimable. Um, how many more? How many? Word? It is. It is inestimable. I'm gonna have to check. How many more verbs can I use? Oh, is that a verb or an adjective? I don't I'm know. You're really spell poor. things different. I'm, I'm sure really you make up words grammar. too. Um, but we will be still be the two of us, <laughs> but we will be in different different rooms on other sides different of the planet, continents. which will be very sad. So it's been lovely to do this live with you. It has been lovely. Um, it's been a very special pleasure. It has. So now They're like, we would you just shut up and end it? What do you go? How long do you think we can just keep waffling on? Oh, Chris, Bullshit you're the for, best. Oh my God, we'll make them sick and they'll oh, never Chris, come you're back. The best. We're both about, We're both pretty mediocre. Yeah, I think that's about right, isn't it? We're both, we both, we do all right. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you're a great actor. No, I'm a great faker. <laughs> you're you're a good pretender. I'm a good faker. You're a good pretender. You're no, really I'm good a woman. Pretending. I'm a good faker. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Au revoir, Alvida Sane, 
and uh, see you next month. Bye. Bye. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.